The Politocrat is brought to you by the great people at Anchor. Anchor is such a great place to go if you want to get started in podcasting. And it's easy and it's free. Anchor, marvelous stuff, marvelous. And I'm so grateful to the folks at Anchor for getting me going with The Politocrat. If you want to get going and be heard on Apple, on Spotify and everywhere podcasts can be, Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to another edition of The Politocrats. I am Omar Moore, and it is Tuesday, March the 31st, 2020. Welcome to The Politocrat once again, and that was Paul Revere and the Raiders with Good Thing. And that's an appropriate song, because this edition is devoted to pointing out just a few of the good things that happened in this world over the last three months, as we are now unbelievably at the end of the first quarter of the year. I mean, this first three months vanished. (laughs) I mean, they just did. They just did. And, you know, a lot happened, obviously, these last three months and we know very well what continues to occur and I just thought that it would be a good idea to review this last quarter with positive things that happened and look I'm only giving you a few of them and granted many of these if not all of these things are things that happened in either uh, in the United States or the United Kingdom so forgive my provincialism here um, but I just think it would be a good idea to acknowledge some of these things. Now, look, a lot of these things happened in March, simply, you know, this month, simply because, of course, of what has been going on. Um, but it is good to look at the good things, because so often, of course, in this world, you know, we look at the really rough and bad things and only focus on them. So... What I endeavor to do here is point out some of the good things. Now, look, there's lots of people, unnamed people all over the world who daily were doing great things. Doctors, 
nurses, other caregivers, doing all that they continue to do to save lives, to comfort people, volunteers doing the same in people's time of need, in these moments where people are looking for comfort, for love, for care and respect and appreciation and compassion. And I want to again thank all of those people, all of those unnamed people all over the globe, from the Cuban doctors to American doctors who put their lives on the line, as well as those Cuban doctors, to all the doctors of the world in the UK and every other country, all countries out there, the NHS service in the UK that has done uh, remarkable things in these conditions that we are presently in, and all health organizations all over the world who are doing everything they can, also to the World Health Organization, who have been absolutely priceless in all that they've been doing, giving us important and accurate, of course, information about what's going on. I also want to thank uh, the governors who are doing good things here in the United States, obviously, whether it's Andrew Cuomo, and I don't agree with everything that Cuomo stands for policy-wise, but when it comes to what he's been doing lately, and I think he's going to be releasing uh, detainees, uh, I know that Bill de, Pl- de-, Bill de Blasio is the New York City mayor. So I want to also shout him out, shout out the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, and shout out governors all over the country who are doing the right thing, who are telling their citizens to stay indoors and uh, telling them uh, information that is responsible and accurate. I want to thank Larry Hogan for doing the same, the Republican governor in Maryland. I want to thank California Governor Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom has done a a good job as well. So you know, those are just some of the the some of the people uh, politically that I want to thank. I also want to thank billionaire Jack Ma. You know, he donated millions of masks here to the UK, and Jack Ma's from China, and he donated these masks. And I don't know that they've got to people yet. I've been hearing that they're still. Um, locked away in a hangar somewhere in Los Angeles. I don't know how true that is, but apparently that story is, is um, being making, has been making the rounds. But the bottom line is I want to really thank those individuals. And also, by the way, the bipartisanship that was shown this month. Now, of course, earlier in the year, we had, of course, the, uh, the pretend trial uh, of Donald Trump, but I can tell you that by the end of this quarter, as you know by now, bipartisanship flourished in the House and Senate. The Senate voted 96 to nothing on the $2 trillion economic aid package. I thought that was a good thing. They, had, uh, they did that. They had to do that. And they did do it, despite some uh, people on the Senate floor on the Republican side arguing to get rid of some of the benefits that the average person would need. Uh, and then in the House, also bipartisanship, a voice vote passing of the $2 trillion aid package as well. And now it's just a question of how that's going to be implemented and when people will start to reap and see the benefits of that $2 trillion aid package coming to them, aspects of it. So a big thank you to um, both parties, Republicans and Democrats, in the, in that moment 
exercising and putting aside politics and getting uh, this package passed and done. So those are just a couple, a few of the things. Barry Black, of course, the uh, Senate chaplain, his inspirational prayers to open the Senate sessions so often as he has done and continues to do, um, has been a, a great beacon of strength and positivity and inspiration and truth. Um, and he's just absolutely cemented the mood um, in this nation, particularly in January during that uh, trial in quotes. So a big thank you to him as well. But I, want, I wanted to start off with a moment that I will forever cherish, no matter what happens uh, here on in, as far as things go. And I'll just uh, play this out for the next couple of minutes. Remember, Liverpool have also scored in 36 straight Premier League games. Saar could be in for the hat-trick. It was a poor back pass. There's the effort, 3-0! Fantastic! Troy Deeney has surely sealed three points for Watford. What a sensational story we have at Vicarage Road. Sloppy Liverpool. An 18-game winning run is coming to an end. They could be being beaten for the first time in 422 days. And Watford can have themselves a priceless three points. Long ball again. Really poor defending. Missed header. Alexander-Arnold, terrible back pass. And Saar has been a real thorn in the Liverpool defence. He's torn them to pieces in this second half. Lazy on a plate. Yes, there was something to do for Troy Deeney. But he's not going to miss that. He's just laid there. Beautiful finish in the end. Nothing Van Dijk can do. But look at the ball nestle in the back of the net. And this back four has never been tested this season like that. Van Dijk is now trying to G people up too late. Well played Watford and Saar has really taken the game to these red shirts. I think Watford fans are starting to think they might win this one, Lee. <laughs> Troy Deeney, we mentioned his scoring record against the Big Six. Seven of his nine previously in 50 appearances that come from the penalty spot. And there you go. <laughs> I can't help myself. As a lifelong, pretty much, fan of Watford Football Club, the English football team from the Premier League, and all of the Premier League is based in in the UK. And that was a sensational victory. As you heard the commentator there, Arlo White, of uh, NBCSN outline in that commentary, as Watford defeated Liverpool 3-0 at Vicarage Road in the Premier League in February, it was the first time that Liverpool had suffered defeat in a Premier League game since way back on January of 2019. Actually, back on January 3rd or 4th of 2019, it had been 
as you heard, over 400 plus days and, uh, since Liverpool's last Premier League defeat. And few people had Liverpool losing that game to Watford that day. And I was one of them as a Watford fan, you know. But that for me was one of the really great moments of the last three months. A sensational win for Watford that at present sees them jump out of the bottom three. They had been in the bottom three. In fact, they had been on the bottom of the Premier League table for almost all of the first half of the Premier League season, pretty much. They actually um, ended up going finishing the end of the year, 2019, at the bottom of the table. And usually that spells trouble when you end a season. But Watford, with that win against Liverpool, managed to push themselves and pull themselves out of that bottom three. They sit right above that bottom three now as the season has been suspended at the moment. Of course, who knows when the Premier League will be back. I suspect it will be back very late in the year now with what's been going on. But that was a really great shining moment that put a lot of smiles on Watford fans' faces. And I just could not resist. (laughs) Liverpool, of course, are a team that top of the table of the Premier League were up by something like 25 points over the second place team. And that was another reason why most people did not expect Watford not only to win the game, but to win it so easily and to dominate the game as as thoroughly as they did pretty much from the start. Um, so that was a tremendous win for Watford, giving Liverpool their first defeat of the Premier League season and their first in over a year. Watford, that victory was so priceless. And it could yet, at this point, when this season starts, whenever it does again, ensure them staying in the Premier League for another season. <laughs> oh, what a great win. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll wash my hands, I'll wash my hands, oh, as long as I know how to love, I'll just wash my hands. <laughs> that was Gloria Gaynor with, of course, her classic song, I Will Survive. But what you probably did not realize, because you can't see it, is that that was from a video of her washing her hands. <laughs> There's a video of Gloria Gaynor washing her hands to her song, I Will Survive. (laughs) And she's singing it. Now, I don't know if she's syncing it, lip syncing it, and it's overlaying or what. I I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But Gloria Gaynor... (laughs) Gloria Gaynor... (laughs) Gloria Gaynor, terrific. Absolutely terrific. Washing her hands to the classic song that she did back in the 1970s. 
I will survive. I mean, I remember that song so well from the 1970s. It was a great tune, one of the biggest disco hits in the 1970s. And it was just such a great thing to see Gloria Gaynor actually <laughs> washing her hands and singing her song there. <laughs> oh dear. It was part of a an I Will Survive challenge from Gloria Gaynor. It was twenty se- roughly 20 seconds of her washing her hands, about 15 actually, of her washing her hands. And that video is available. Uh, you can find it online. <laughs> on social media, on her social media page. I believe it was um, Instagram for her. But nonetheless, um, I think it's at Gloria G. Uh, I'm not so sure. But in any event, you can find that uh, online right now. It's it's such a, such a great video. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> thank you very much, Gloria. And also, by the way, again, thank you to Watford Football Club. Uh, my beloved football team and they are a great family club and it's the kind of club that makes you feel welcome makes you feel included and has been working hard over many years to maintain the great atmosphere that it has had for so many years as a club so I want to thank Watford and all the people behind the scenes at Watford for doing what they do the Watford football family is 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 just a special priceless special family of people and i for one um i'm always always in uh, in in just awe of them and every time i go back to the club that i love i always am welcomed back and always um i'm taken care of and i do appreciate the great things that watford football club do and do for the community and the people who who really um, make that community up and make it work and um, spread positivity and joy and good deeds. Good deeds is what we need and certainly the people at Watford Football Club and the Watford uh, Football Club Community Trust and the Watford FC Trust are just outstanding individuals as well. So thank you to everybody at Watford as well and to the players and uh, and their families for 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 also um sticking in there as well during the times where they don't get to see their uh spouses. So and that goes for Watford Football Club ladies as well. You know, um they have also um pro- provided some optimism and ha- and happiness and they had their season cancelled recently, so that's a a piece of news that I do not welcome for Watford ladies. Um, the Watford men, I don't think, are going to have their season cancelled. It's going to play out. The Premier League is going to find a way to finish those games, and it's probably, and I think it's going to be sometime in October or November, and I, um, on Twitter, at the popcorn R-E-E-L, have put forth a proposal about what should happen and how it should happen in the Premier League in the event that the season does begin in October. Now, it's a rough sketch, it's a rough outline, and you can go to my Twitter page, at the popcorn R-E-E-L, look at my timeline, and you'll see that tweet that I put out from around, I guess it was around 7.50 Pacific time 
on March the 31st in the morning. So you can check that out and take a look at it. So, you know, here we are again with... (laughs) With all the good things, or some of the uh, some of the good things that happened in this first quarter of the year, and here is another one of them, and this is Neil Diamond. I mean, Neil Diamond um, has been, you know, he's been been terrific. It's uh, a great career, and I have really enjoyed his music for so many years now. And it was really great that he did this during these last few months. Of course, during this month of March, this is something that I thought was really funny and kind of cute. Feel a little bit better. Give it a try, okay? Where it began, I can't begin to know it, but then I know it's growing strong. so good. Neil Diamond this month with a cheeky and necessary variation on his classic tune, Sweet Caroline. Um, Hands Washing Hands is <laughs> the title, I guess, of that one. That was terrific stuff. And celebrities, look, I know that people malign so celebrities and uh, Sometimes there's celebrities that do say things that don't make sense. Of course, you remember in the first, you know, during the last few weeks, Vanessa Hudgens said some things that were um, ill-advised. She apologized, and that was really good. So there are celebrities, you know, and Rudy Gobert, the NBA player, who, quote-unquote, jokingly, um, you know, put his hands and touched all these microphones during a press conference around the coronavirus, and then it turned out that he had the virus. And then he turned into, from someone who was an object of scorn and ridicule and some compassion, um, into somebody who became a really good leader and uh, went out front and started to tell people, look, this is really serious. Take this stuff seriously. This is a really, really um, serious situation. And so Rudy Gobert turned things around as well. So Celebrities, yes, sometimes some of them can say things that are ill-informed, but there are many celebrities who I think are very well-informed and actually are better leaders than some of the leaders that... And you you don't need to name them because you know who I'm talking about. 
some of the leaders who are actually supposed to lead but don't. So Neil Diamond there with <laughs> great song, hands washing hands, <laughs> just terrific stuff. I think that's one of the really, along with Gloria Gaynor, <laughs> washing her hands and singing her song "I Will Survive." I think that's one of the uh, special moments. <laughs> Oh, dearie me, of the last uh, few weeks, certainly. <laughs> it was just... Oh, oh dear, oh, dear. I, every time I see that one and, and hear it, I just absolutely laugh. I do. Um, it, it It's just... It's just special. It's just really, really special stuff. And... Um, <laughs> It's just, it's gold. It's total gold. And listen, um, Neil Diamond, for him to do that is a class act. And thank you very much, Neil, uh, for what you do. Really appreciate it. Paul Juno. After winning Best International Feature, I thought I was done for the day and was ready to relax. Thank you so much. When I was young and studying cinema, there was a saying that I carved deep into my heart, which is the most personal is the most creative. 그 말은, uh, that quote was from uh, our great Martin Scorsese. So... <laughs> When I was in school, I studied Martin Scorsese's films. Just to be nominated was a huge honor. I never thought I would win. When people in the U.S. were not familiar with my film, Quentin always put my films on his list. He's here. Thank you so much. Quentin, I love you. Yeah. 
그리고 같이 후배오른 우리 토드나 세미나 다 제가 너무나 존경하는 멋진 감독들인데 예, 이 트로피를 정말 오스카 측에서 허락한다면 텍사스 전기톱으로 이렇게 다섯 개로 잘라서 나누고 싶은 마음입니다. 예. And Todd and Sam, great directors that I admire. If the Academy allows, I would like to get a Texas chainsaw, split the Oscar trophy into five, and share it, share it with all of you. What a great night that was. Uh, Bong Joon-ho accepting, accepting the best directing Oscar at this year's Academy Awards. And I can tell you, as I am recording this, there are literally tears in my eyes because I thought that was one of the most, if not the most moving moment at that Academy Awards last month. And it was an Academy Awards that was expected to go pretty much pro forma. We were going to be getting a vast majority of white filmmakers winning all of these awards, as it normally happens, as it has over the last 91, 92 years. But it wasn't quite according to plan on that night in February of 2020, that Sunday night. And it became a very special night. It really did. And when Bong Joon-ho picked up that win, you know, <laughs> oh dear, I think the whole world, uh, pretty much everywhere, was jumping for joy. I know I was, because I was rooting for Parasite. Look, you know, I write about film and have done for quite some time. And I thought that the la best film last year was... Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I had Parasite at number two on my 10 best list of 2019 for films. And certainly every Oscar that Parasite got was thoroughly deserving. And even I ended up saying, look, I think Parasite should win Best Picture. And I said that over the film that I thought was the best of the year last year. I said, look, Parasite should win it. I thought that Parasite was a tremendous film. And I think someone listened. Parasite. Parasite has six Academy Award nominations and is the first film not in the English language to win Best Picture, winning four Oscars tonight. What a sensational night it was. And again, I am moved, honestly, still by watching those clips and playing that for you. And I don't know if you uh, feel moved yourself, but if you don't, I guarantee what you should do is head to YouTube <laughs> and type in Parasite Accepts the Oscar for Best Picture and you will get that moment it is a thoroughly thoroughly deserving win it was a thoroughly deserving win and the voice that you heard at the beginning there was that of Jane Fonda and let me tell you when I saw Jane Fonda walk up there announcing the best picture I knew that Parasite was going to win and I'll tell you why and it may make sense or it may be totally off off base for me to say but knowing Jane Fonda knowing that some 50 years plus ago, 
she went out there in Hanoi and she did the right thing. She stood with the people of Vietnam. She stood with the oppressed people of Vietnam. She wanted an end to that horrible war. A war that had killed some 58,000 Americans and killed at least a million Vietnamese. And I am moved by this now because I remember, I remember back then when she, either in the early 1970s or the late 1960s, I forget now, she did this and she got so much hell for it, you know? She got so much hell for that. And, you know, she became a pariah in a lot of America. She was seen as a traitor. She was called Hanoi Jane. It, the, the abuse that Jane Fonda got was, was just so ugly and evil. And there were only a few people, I think, that stood by her at the time. And there were people in the academy who did and did both on both sides. But the point is, you know, Jane Fonda did something really good. And I knew, and look, South Korea and Vietnam are two different countries, obviously. Two different countries in two different places. But they are in the same, obviously the same region of the globe, right? They're in the same geographic area. They're in the same hemisphere in that area of the globe so but I just felt that that was going to be the icing on the cake that night in February of this year and I am just very very moved and pleased for the entire uh, cast of Parasite for the director Bong Joon-ho for his translator that you heard there um, earlier I believe her name is Sharon I'm not sure I'm sorry if I got your name wrong uh, but she was sensational as well. The whole team behind that movie. And that movie is needed more than ever. Especially now. And I'm sorry for the interruption. Um, especially now. Especially now. This film speaks volumes. Parasite, you know, is a film that deals with the haves and the have-nots in a dramatic and stunning way visually and uh, directionally and everything else. So it's a film that is needed and I'm glad that the Academy recognized it and it was the right thing to do and it was a glorious night at the Academy Awards that night. It was actually one of the most unexpected, one of the more unexpected surprises and one of the most unexpected joys of this year so far, especially in entertainment, to see Parasite do that and to, to win four Oscars, Best Picture, Best Director, Best, uh, I think, Original Screenplay, and also Best International Film. I mean, those are the four, basically the four top awards. It was the first film, as you heard, the uh, that was not in the English language to win Best Picture. And so it was such a moving, moving, moving night and a great night. There were other great speeches that night, too. You know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix winning for Joker. 
best actor. Now, I didn't really care for the movie. I did think Joaquin Phoenix, I did think that he was very good indeed in that role. It was quite good, quite good, very good. Uh, but his speech was better. His speech that night was, I think, terrific. And there were a few others as well. Matthew Cherry, um, who won uh, Best Animated Short Film for his uh, film, um, I think it's Hair Care. I think that was the name of his movie. I'm sorry, Matthew, if I got that wrong, but um, it was a terrific little film that he did um, that, that emphasized the positivity around uh, black people and their hair, black hair. So that was terrific as well. There were a lot of other positive moments that night. So I just want to say thank you. And to the Academy, thank you. I've been critical of the Academy for a number of years. But I am just very pleased that they got most of the night right last month. There were other good things, of course, in the these last few months. Madonna had this very funny variation as well on her song. And I think um, <laughs> I think this might be worth playing as well. Madonna, uh, with a variation of her of, of her song Vogue. Come on, go. Let's go eat some fried fish. Fried fish. Come on, Vogue, and go. Let's go eat some fried fish. Fried fish. Cause there's no more pasta. Oh no. So we're going to eat some fried fish, fried fish, yeah. <laughs> oh, Madonna. Oh, my goodness gracious me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is a very funny. I think that's quite funny. Now, the stuff in the milk bath, I could do without. But... <laughs> Ah, uh, I think that was a really good moment from Madonna. <laughs> Fried fish uh, instead of Vogue. Um. <laughs> so then look, it, the, look, these were funny moments, uh, inspirational moments, moments that put a smile on the faces of lots of people around the world. And also, of course, DJ Nice, his club quarantine, put smiles on the faces the world over. And he continues to do his club quarantine, world famous. Uh, a couple of weekends ago, he had a fantastic, sensational party. A dance party all over the world on Instagram at DNICE. And he was sensational. Over 100,000 people at one point tuned in on Instagram to watch his non-stop club quarantine party, which was live from Los Angeles on his Instagram Instagram account at DNICE and it went around the world. It was terrific. You had celebrities, you had politicians dropping by, you had st people all over the globe. It was such a great moment. Dance music, music from all the generations, a lot of the disco, a lot of the hip-hop and rap and all of the R&B and soul and the contemporary stuff. And he just mixed and danced and mixed and danced and mixed that music and was a great DJ for over nine and a half hours, his beating his record. Uh, and some of this, I think, was also raised for charity as well. But that was a sensational moment as well in these last three months, in these last few weeks. 
That was sensational from DJ Nice. I want to thank him very much for his great work that he does. And he continues to do this. He's been a DJ now since the late 1970s, early 80s. He has, and he continues to do this. He's doing it now on Instagram again, almost pretty much daily. And he's been featured now in the Los Angeles Times. And I think he's well-deserving of even more attention than that. Uh, he puts smiles on faces and he got the world dancing and he continues to do it. So that's great from DJ Nice. And also I want to shout out to Steve Martin who did some funny stuff on a banjo. Don't have the time to play that at the moment, but he Steve Martin out in the field somewhere doing great things and having a good time. I want to also shout out the billionaire Bob Iger, the chairman of Walt Disney, um, who gave up his salary offered, and did give up his salary and um, donate it to, I think, to relief and to workers and everything else. I think he did that. Now, I don't care that it's not going to really affect him too much on his bottom line but uh, because of profits and things. But so what? I think the gesture is a good one and I'm glad that he did it. So I shout out Bob Iger for giving up his salary and may all these other billionaires out there do the same. And I really want to see more of the billionaires donate their salaries, forego their salaries, um, spend money that they have um, on helping people. And I'm sure some are, but more is needed. More is needed. Michael Bloomberg needs to do even more than $40 million. I think he could definitely donate a billion or two, given the fact that he spent about a billion dollars on a failed presidential run, which really wasn't failed at all. It was actually a success because he, for him, did the one thing that the DNC wanted him to do, which of course was to stop Bernie Sanders. Um, but of course, that's for another day to talk about. I've gone on about that and I really want to keep this show a bit more on the positive side. Uh, so there you go. I mean, that's pretty much it. And Elizabeth Warren, I want to shout out. She did end and she suspended her campaign this month. But I, I want to say that Elizabeth Warren was a real focus of great positivity, great ideas, a solid campaign. I know that there are obviously some who don't think that, but I do. I think Elizabeth Warren was a great and important voice. And I wished, I really wished that she had not suspended her campaign. I know that reality uh, and the handwriting on the wall I guess, uh, of course, compelled her to do otherwise. She had to suspend her campaign from that point of view. But I thought that her voice was needed and she was important to the campaign in this presidential cycle. So I want to say thank you, Elizabeth Warren, for your excellent ideas, for continuing to stay on the case as you have She's now had released a group and named a group called the Warren Democrats, Warren Democrats now. So she is forming her own wing in the Democratic Party, Warren Democrats, who I'm sure you're going to hear a lot from in the next few months and years down the road. So again, to Elizabeth Warren, thank you so very much. And to her supporters, too, by the way, uh, her supporters who express solidarity not just with her, but with also with Bernie Sanders. And I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter. And 
I, I thought that some of the Warren supporters I've come across on social media have been really, really good. I think, for the most part, very decent people. I mean, there's obviously a few, just like you have a few Bernie people as well, and a few Warren people, and a few people from every campaign who aren't so nice. But the vast majority of people I have come across, at least, on social media, in all of these campaigns, and in person, Bernie people in person that I've met, Warren people in person that I've met who have been very, very nice. And let that spirit continue as we go on here through these next months and years as we continue on. Let us all go forward and demonstrate daily compassion and empathy and love and support and comfort and consideration for others. Whether you do happen to go out and go to a grocery store, make sure that you do Get the things you need, but do not hoard. There are people who need. There are people who are in need. There are less fortunate people who are in need, who will need food, who will need supplies. And I think that as we do, some of us risk the chance to go out and buy groceries. Let's let's not forget as we do go across and through those shelves. Let's not forget. Let's remember those people who are not as fortunate as we are. Let's remember to practice kindness and caring and consideration. And let's do practice the very important physical distancing. I know it's difficult to do that, obviously, when you are uh, taking food off the shelves. But when you are lining up to get into a store, please stay at least six feet behind the person or in front of the person that you are standing in proximity to. Thank you very, very much indeed. I hope that you enjoyed this edition of The Politocrat. And I really do hope that this put a smile on your face. And that I and I really do hope that these next three months, that the next quarter of the year will be much, much better for all of us. Thank you very much once again. This has been The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.